0: Hello, and thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the She Means Business Podcast, where we bring together badass women business owners, industry leaders, and other aspiring women to celebrate their success and empower you. I am your host, Ashley Misowski. I'm a business owner, wife, and mom of twin toddlers. Ambitious is my middle name. Join our email list and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You'll find inspiring content, updates, and the chance to connect with like-minded individuals. Remember to leave a review and share how we've inspired you. Now let's get to business. Hello and welcome back to the She Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Mostowski, and I know I say I'm excited every episode because all of my guests are so amazing and badass. But today isn't any different. I met this awesome mama, I think maybe like two years ago. I was referred to her because I was looking for somebody that could help me with my social media content for my insurance agency. My creative, you know, limit is very limited, my creativeness. So of course, when I saw her business stuff, I'm like, oh, she is a perfect match. I fell in love because it's all things pink. So why wouldn't I have? So Lauren came to us from the corporate world. She opened her own business in 2020. She's an influencer herself and probably one of the most creative geniuses and people I've ever met. She's always having fun and she comes up with the best content and ideas when we do our shoots. So I know I'm always in for a fun time, when she comes. So please welcome Lauren Romero um, as my guest today. She is the owner of Pink Door Agency.
1: Hi, Lauren. Hi. I love that introduction. Thank you. You're really building me up.
0: (laughs) You know, well, you're, you're worth it. It's so much fun. I always, I will tell you the last couple times that we had our schedules, I'm like, today is not the day that I want to do my content. But I'm like, I can't reschedule. I have paid for it. I am stuck. We just got to do it. So it's, and you know what? I always tell myself, it's probably perfect timing because while I don't want to do this, I know I need the fun. And I was like, I'm going to have fun. So it's more so me dreading being recorded and being filmed. But I'm like, at least I know when Pink Door comes, it's going to be fun.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's our number one goal because that translates on camera so much better than like those stiff videos and all. I'm all about being authentic and having fun. And the funny part is our favorite videos always after the shoots are like the blooper ones. <laughs> and this yes. shoot, you didn't, we only had enough content to make one blooper and that was like a little short blooper too, because you're getting so much better every single time we film together.
0: I think it's a mental. I'm like, okay, I got to get there we got to get there and then i think at this point i might just take a couple shots before before the shoot because some days i'm like mm, not having it but i got to force myself so i'm glad it's actually coming out more authentic even though i'm feeling very forced
1: <laughs> so absolutely i mean i'm not going to lie i'm sure some of my videos were liquid courage behind them at the beginning when i was still getting comfortable but the more you do it, the more, I mean, you could probably look back even just in our short time together and look at your first ones first now and you've come so far.
0: It is true. And we we get through it a lot quicker too. So we get a lot more out of it because it is more like, e- it's easier and easier every time, but it's it, because I'm out of my comfort zone no matter what, I'm like, okay, we got this. So I might, tr- you know what? We might get some more bloopers too if there's more liquid Gurge involved. So I might have to bring some of this really good tequila that I know, and we can all have some fun on that. (laughs) Yes. All right, Lauren, give me your history. Tell me your story. Like, how did you even, I know you came from the corporate side of things, so what made you, just tell me your story. You can start as early as you want.
1: Sure. So I have always had an interest and passion in videos and editing videos even when I was in college that was like my thing I took my digital camera on every adventure my poor college girlfriends would always get these edited videos of themselves looking their worst and I always was about like the funny raw real moments not you were like that the- girl I was that girl. And back mm-hmm. then, kids, we used to burn things to CDs and my friends yes. would have to get them in the mail. When we eventually left college and we started having like bachelorette parties, they would be like, oh gosh, any day now I'm going to get Lauren's burnt CD of me looking horrible in the mail. So that was definitely a sign that initially I ignored, uh, that that was my passion. And that's what I like to do. I really loved videos and video editing and that whole thing. And I love showing like the funny side of just life. But I did join the corporate world. I moved to Las Vegas and I was there for eight years. And during that time there, I worked at a a worldwide travel magazine. So I was in, at one point, the events and marketing, which included social media. And then eventually I moved to the sales side and I kind of did both. And eventually magazines, you know, as are on the decline and then also the pandemic, you know. So that is kind of what led me to being unemployed. So I was seven months pregnant with my daughter and we all got called into the office and we're told, Hey We are closing down and you guys are all laid off. So instead, I just remember this moment, like vividly, everyone's faces looked mortified in my office except mine. I was like, you guys, this is so great. We can go do something new. We could go, you know, I had been there for five or six years and I just had seen, you know, every year was getting harder to do sales. It was getting harder to convince people that Mm -hmm. digital wasn't the way to go, that print was the Way to go, even though I truly believed in digital. And you kind of
0: went with your gut and your passion, and it wasn't like, hey, it's a paycheck now versus what you enjoy doing, right?
1: Absolutely. That was that's so right. And I remember I was like the huge pregnant girl in the room telling everyone it was gonna be okay, and they're looking at me like, <laughs> why is she so optimistic? So sure enough, it was around Thanksgiving time and we were all laid off and um, yeah, so we I did not know what I was going to do, but my daughter happened to be high risk, which included Mm -hmm. a lot of doctor's visits, as you know, as a mom of twins, Mm -hmm. a lot of ultrasounds, a lot of uh, monitoring. So, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow, the timing was great because during that last trimester, I really had to be at the doctor so much. So it gave me more time to really focus and just enjoy my pregnancy Mm -hmm. and not have to rush to a job. And then my daughter was born March, 2020, when the world completely shut down. Yep. And so that was such in my household it was a blessing because I with my son had to rush back to work at 3 months barely like taking FMLA and all of that. And this time I really got to just regroup, refocus, be a mom and just I really enjoyed it. And in the meantime, my husband started building his business, and he just casually was like, we'll probably need someone to run our social media. Is that something that you would want to do? I said, sure. So after I would put the kids to bed, I would jump on and take all these courses to learn more about each individual platform. And I kicked and screamed all the way, and then finally joined TikTok, which I thought was a dancing app. And (laughs) sure enough... I'm still
0: learning the difference. I'm still trying to get attacked to it.
1: It is definitely, it's the platform I love the most. I spend the most time on there. So I joined and then within two months of just, you know, casually putting up videos, I had no idea what my niche was, my direction. I was just there to try it all. My son had food allergies. So I started making cooking videos with him, showcasing, you know, recipes without food allergies. I thought that was gonna be my direction. And at one point I just started to, you know, show life being married to a Hispanic and what that was like. And then the other side of mom life that not a lot of people were talking about at the time, which is the chaos. And shortly, so chaos. you know, I got I got a video to 16 million, then right after that, 11 million, 10 million, 10 million. And this was really a time where people were at home scrolling a lot more. The views were much Mm -hmm. higher back then. So I'm not saying that it's not definitely, uh, you know, it was was great. It was amazing. It was very successful and I was very excited about it. But yes, social media is constantly changing and that was a great time to Mm -hmm. really jump on because the views were so high back then. And that really catapulted my business because at the beginning of starting, I was like, everyone hired me for social media. I have 900 followers. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Totally. what does this girl know about social media? And I'm like, oh, that's right. They didn't know. I'm like in my garage studying in my garage turned you know office every night mm-hmm. and getting certified on all of these platforms and really taking it very seriously started in LLC and all of that. And so, yeah, the rest is history. The success of my personal social media really has led the business to where it is now, too, because it's kind of like you kind of want to see who you're hiring. And if they don't have the credibility to get themselves there, then how can you trust them?
0: Honestly, that's I you see like social media companies all over the web, you know, the Internet, you know, a a million Instagrams and you're like. Y'all have two hundred followers, three hundred followers. I'm like, how? I I I don't understand. Like, I'm not gonna look give you, you know, an extra two minutes of my time and my money when you can't even prove. How am I? How are you supposed to grow my following when you can't even grow yours? So that's actually a really valid point. Um, because I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, her personal page is killing it, and it's so freaking hilarious. So I'm like.
1: Okay, so you
0: definitely built the credibility on on that It was
1: really important to me, and I think it was even better to go from, like, I had zero on TikTok as of, like, May of 2020, and within two months, it took off, and so I think it was even better that I showed up with, like, very low followers, hey, I'm just one of you guys, watch me do Mm -hmm. it for myself, and I can definitely do it for you as well, and it teaches me so much being on both sides. So I have sure. the side where I do influencer marketing and I'm working with the brands and I see what works with my personal ads and my personal stuff that I make for these brands and the interactions I have with the brands, hearing their creative pitches and providing my own creative pitches. So it helps so much too when I go back to my clients and I'm like, can't do that idea. It's too addy. It's too salesy. You got to think like, you got to think modern day marketing which is people mm-hmm. don't want to be sold you got to kind of you know trick them into being sold and you got to talk to them like very authentic like you're their best friend and tell them the reasons why they need you not so much like push the product explain yeah. a problem that they might have and how you can fix it all these different things and marketing continues to change every single day so it's it's been fun it's been a wild journey but it's fun that's and
0: You're so true. Like, I mean, hello, I sell insurance. Who really wants to talk about insurance? It's like pulling teeth, right? But so that's that's why I was like, this is perfect because you will help bridge that. Like, how do I just make insurance fun and engaging? Because it's something that you purchase from, you either go online, right? Because you don't want to deal with it, which don't even get me started. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. Or you Buy and purchase insurance from somebody you know, like, and trust, and you've built, like, oh, I like this person. Like, I can relate to this person. And so that's that's so true on real, really any industry. But I scroll social media all the time, and I'm like, the minute I see that ad for that fitness person or that, you know, that product, and it comes across salesy, I'm like, I am so turned off, I just skip it. And I don't even remember. So that's so true, you know, on that end. What are some like struggles that you've seen? I mean, hello, you started in 2020. Now, it, you know, here's you're starting your business in 2020. You have a newborn. Hell, I, I don't know. I didn't even realize she I should know because she's I know her age, but I'm like, I didn't even that didn't even calculate in my head. But how how do you manage doing all of that and? I can't even pick up. Granted, I have two at the same age, but I can't even pick up a camera half the time when I'm like, "Oh, this would be funny." Like, how do you do this?
1: <laughs> so there's, it's definitely challenging. And like you said, it it helps when you when you like said, "Oh yeah." So I booked her at this time. I already paid her money. She's showing up. Sometimes I'm like, I wish that I paid someone money and they're showing up. Um, but yeah, it is wild how something that you know my family could will probably tell you the second you're like what's what was lauren like this and that they'll always say creative first that's always usually the first mm-hmm. adjective that my parents and my brother used to describe me second to that i would once you know social media started becoming part of my daily life i would Look at every situation as content, which is something that doesn't come natural to a lot of people. And now it's kind of wild. My husband kind of does the same thing. So for instance, he was in the refrigerator, I had gone shopping for Thanksgiving, and he's in there just eating everything that I had bought to make the Thanksgiving meal. So, you know, I had two options there. I could yell at him and we could, you know, get into one of our marriage fights. Or I could be like, oh, my gosh, that would be a hilarious video because I'm sure there's so many husbands right now, like, ruining oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. And um, a lot of my content is not something that is replicated by other people. It's very original. I try and stick. There's many things that inspire me to go make it in my own way, but a lot of them really are real stories. Like my husband eating Thanksgiving, my mother-in-law looking like, you know, a supermodel. At oh my all gosh, times. your
0: mother-in-law ones are <laughs> probably the funniest. I'm like, because I can relate to you, but I do know many go into that let let our listeners know because we're going to post your info in all of the show notes but you need to describe the probably the funniest things ever <laughs>
1: So my husband was born in Venezuela. He moved here as a little kid, but his family is still there. They're from South Florida. And if you've ever been down to Miami, you know, it's just very much a melting pot. And if you don't speak Spanish down there, like you're going to be lost. So they are really very much still like. They are very much about their culture, and they very much are still like full-blown Venezuelans. My husband is very Americanized, going to school here and going to college here, and then obviously being married to me for 13 years. But his mom still is very traditional Venezuelan, Hispanic, where she is always dressed to the nines. She's gorgeous and stunning, and she won't tell anyone her age. So I, I would throw out a number, but she would, first of all, kill me. And second of all, I honestly don't know it. (laughs) <laughs> and she always looks like that. There's a point in time where my husband and I were just getting on our feet and we moved in with them. And I actually lived with them for like six months. And she really does. She wakes up looking glamorous every time. And my husband left that detail out the first time I went to go meet his family. He oh didn't say that. The entire family is gorgeous and beautiful, and they're going to be dressed like they're going to the Met Gala. He's probably used to that. That's normal he's for him. Very, he's very used to it. So I showed up like in my flip flops and my shorts and a like tank top. It's a barbecue, and no, everyone in full blown like six inch heels, glam, like full glam, full glam. So that was the video that actually reached 16 million. Was me reenacting that because I don't live close to them. I have to in my videos showcase both sides. So I'll show me and then most of the time I'm looking like a hot mess and then I'll showcase them too and so those videos always do the best and then there's so many opportunities too to build on that like you know Halloween it's always a sexy outfit for them and me it's like a onesie you know right what's more convenient
0: and easy right
1: (laughs) what can I dust off from two years ago so yeah it was it was showcasing my real life and that's really what you know, got it going. And I remember making the first video that popped that got the 16 million was, um, I was nervous. I sent it to them first and, you know, they had no idea. They're probably like, oh, this girl, she'll get her 200 usual likes. And that will be that. Meanwhile, we had Shakira in the comments. We had every celebrity, um, from the Hispanic side writing in the comments and it blew up like crazy. So that was really the turning point um, for this whole journey, honestly. But yeah, back to your question, I really yeah. look at like when my kids are losing it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, I bet like there's a million other moms that have gone through this exact situation. Amen. Let me just capture Amen it. To that. <laughs> Let me just capture it so we can all have a good laugh. And I know what my audience wants to see I I bet they want to see you know Hispanic mother-in-law every single day but to me I still stay true to myself and I'm like I'm still a mom and I want to showcase both sides of motherhood I want to mm-hmm. show inspiring motherhood stuff chaotic motherhood you know the highs the lows I still want to showcase business stuff I still want to yeah. showcase just everything so that's kind of where I'm at now is where I thankfully made a point where I'm just like you know what? I know it's not going to do as well as the Hispanic content, but it's still something that I love and I'm going to put out there.
0: And I think you need it because I'm a new mom. I'm going on year two, had no idea what to do before, but we all know social media is like everybody's highlight reel, right? So it's like, okay. and, And I even kind of, I have a friend who's like, oh my gosh, you're killing the mom game. And I'm like, Okay, probably because of the only two minutes that I'm able to put fun or cute stuff of my kids on social, but you are not seeing the meltdowns for my daughter and myself, probably, and all of the stuff that goes with it, right? So that's what I think I always respect and love is that you're really bringing the realness to the social media because everybody really is the, oh, look at my perfect life. I go on vacations. I do this, but it's like, No, so then you, you know, now you have the whole, I have to keep up with the Joneses and I have to keep up with their life and how perfect it is. And I am realizing, and and I've, I'm always true to myself anyway. So that stuff doesn't bother me as much. I mean, it does affect you, you know, it it affects everybody a little bit, but it's like, no, kids do have meltdowns. This does really happen. (laughs) Like this is real life. And sometimes we just need that, you know, I love seeing that, okay, her kids do. Your daughter is very strong willed like mine, <laughs> so it makes me you know feel a little bit more at ease, like okay, i'm not lost i'm I am doing okays because i don't my job every day is just to keep them alive, right I don't know exactly. if I'm doing good or not, but you you're making it come you know you're you're showcasing that it's okay not to be perfect, and we all have these struggles and Our kids are very much kids.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I always tell someone, if I'm like killing it in one area of my life, the rest is probably drowning and spiraling and a mess. So if you see my business doing great, that probably means that like I'm not being the best, you know, hands-on mom. Or if you see me being a really good mom, that probably means that the business is spiraling or, you know, everything just has... There's there's never There's a all the phases back. and the cycles, yes, right? <laughs> totally. And nobody has it all together. That was the great part too about 2020 and how it has evolved social media. And that is also why I love TikTok over Instagram, because Mm -hmm. Instagram was built as a platform of filters and um, which was so much fun back in the day. You know, like you saw everyone's beautiful vacation photos and you saw everything filtered and everything looked beautiful. And everybody does 10,000 family photo shoots and they always come out perfect every year. And I could not do that. That's why I didn't excel at social media back in the day when that was Mm -hmm. the way when it was like very filtered beautiful photos because that was not something i related to and that was not my life but once videos hit the scene and then once we could start just making fun of things and like showcasing the real side and tiktok is really real and really much more organic because it wasn't built like instagram where everything had to look very aesthetic and a feed Mm -hmm. had to all match You don't have a feed over there. Everything's very raw. You can, you know, show up as yourself. And it's a younger generation over there. And they are all about showing up and being themselves, which is great. I think we could learn a lot from them. But also in 2020, no one could go do glamorous photo shoots on, you know, all of these tropical vacations. Everything had to be in your house. And you had to like really start to just get to know the person without the aesthetics (laughs) and the filters. And I was like, oh, this is my time. Like, this is Yes. I don't have time to go on glamorous vacations and um, edit my videos to the perfection. I'm going to just show up and make my videos and we'll see how they do. And it really wasn't a thing of I'm going to make a ton of money off of this and this is going to be my life journey. It was just fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if it helps my business, amazing, perfect. Like I said, I did want to build a little bit of credibility. But when right. you start, as you know, when you start something new, Everybody has an opinion. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So that was probably Does that the, ever go away
0: though, in all honesty? Probably not.
1: Um, I feel like if you're not doing things, there's okay. nothing to talk about. So if you are if you're getting talked about, that means that you're doing things. Like you're out there. Okay. You yep. are, you know, nobody's talking about the person living like a mundane, just like, you know, we're they're talking about the people who are making differences and challenging like challenging mm-hmm. themselves and going for things that they're not going for. So you know, reels were brand new in 2021. I was putting them up and it was just, what does she think she's doing? What does she think she's doing? So I have since then eliminated that from my vocabulary. I never say, what does she think she's doing or trying to do? It's look at her doing that because that's what you are doing. So it was something that really helped social media. I think the the lockdown, the pandemic really made us just show up more authentic. Most of us, of I course, Yeah, there's still a lot of pages that are very, you know, you look at them and you're like, how do they do all that? But I
0: think those stand out because I think you can instantly see that's not real. Or like that, this is definitely like a, fr- I don't know. I instantly like my senses are like, that's not real life. So it's hard to relate. Therefore, I just kind of. <laughs> yeah. Or it's maybe the other people are like, I want to live that life. Like I'm going to follow. But then it's like it's not attainable. Like you're not going to get there. I don't know. It's it, I guess it could go either way. <laughs> Hence the mental health. Right. Then Then this now you have this whole new game of, you know, struggles that people and I that's when social media really probably Hurts, but at the same time, it's like, well, now everybody has a platform, and it's easier to get to.
1: Right, right. I always tell people, you gotta follow people that just like make you feel normal and make you feel okay about yourself. And mm-hmm. if you're ever following anybody who doesn't do that, and they do the opposite, where you feel like, oh my gosh, I gotta keep up with the Joneses, or what, how do they always have it all together? Or I'm failing as a mom, or a business owner, or just a person in general. Uh, those are the people you got to unfollow because now it's just sure. so easy to get wrapped up in that. And mental health is a big issue, especially putting myself out there and seeing what they say to me. I can, mm-hmm. I have thick skin. I'm in my mid thirties. I can handle it, but they can't. You know, the younger generations. Yeah. I do feel bad, and a lot of these people that skyrocket to a sort of fame or public spotlight from social media, like the big influencers, the big TikTokers, YouTubers, they don't have the type of tools like the PR training that an actor and actress gets when you sure. know they're up and coming. They kind of, it could like, for me, it, it, I got to 100,000 followers on TikTok in a month. It was for mo- two videos.
0: That was in a month? It was in one so month. So literally overnight, like you are,
1: wow, I didn't realize that. okay. Like I said, it was a great time to be on the internet (laughs) because a lot more people were. I mean, it is great though. Everyone's back to living life. But the competition, of course, of more people making videos and now it's very fun and everybody's making reels now. A year ago, two years ago, not a lot of people were making reels. So your, your content reached more people. Mm-hmm. So that's also a challenge too to explain to clients, like why were my videos doing so much better last year? And it's, it's the you know it's just these algorithms are constantly changing. Yep. Your competition is constantly changing. You're up against a lot of big companies that have a lot of marketing dollars to fund their videos and promote their yep. videos and throw money behind them because at the end of the day, social media is still pay to play. Yep always will be always has been but i think a lot of people see it as entertainment so they get wrapped up in that side of it but it's like no this is a business meta is out there to make a buck and so is tiktok and so is linkedin and pinterest all of them Mm
0: -hmm. for sure discover peace of mind from safeguarding your family's future to shielding your company's assets first choice insurance has you covered ask for a review or quote today Well, and that's where it's like, when I was finally at a stage in my business, I'm like, I, most of my leads and my, like, they all came from my organic personal social media pages. And so when I was analyzing all of our new business, I was like, oh, I saw the trend. And I'm really good at insurance. I know insurance. Social media, I'm that, I'm not technically, well- I'm that weird millennial window of age, so I'm not technically a millennial. I grew up with the dial-up modem and learning all of that. And so it's not easy for me to – I am better than most, but it's still not second nature and it's really hard sometimes to grasp uh, social – and then now all of the changes is – it changes all the time and I'm like, I can't keep up. Like Instagram had threads. I'm like, what? even TikTok, I know you love it and I'm slowly getting there, but it's then goes down a rabbit hole and then, you know, now all of a sudden two hours went by and I'm like, well, this this is fun. It is cool. And now you have learning. Like now instead of going to, it took me so long just to go to YouTube when I don't know how to do something that was second nature to people. And now it's like, no, you go to TikTok. Like that's where I learned. I was like, what? I oh, had really? no idea. I'm like, Ugh, I can't keep up. So then just, I was like. This is where I have to learn as a business owner, stay in your lane, right? And I know we don't all have the funds or the cost to do that, and I get it, but it actually, if you put your, you know, your worth and your value to yourself, like what your hourly rate is, I'm like, okay, so I need to stick with insurance and what I know and I need to hire for my social media because I literally can't. And I know I need to up it even more because even now, hiring you guys, that's really the only marketing that we pay for. And it's all, our whole agency is referrals and it all comes from social media. And you can probably vouch for this when it used to be, it's been an interesting shift and maybe it was 2020 that it changed. I don't know, but you hear about first choice insurance you, you you used to just Google and go to their website. How cool is their website? And now, and I catch myself doing this, is which is the only reason why, is when I come and say, you know, somebody was like Pink Door Agency. I literally go straight to Instagram. Yeah. How cool is their Instagram? How do I like their Instagram, right? Is that, did that kind of
1: shift in 2022? Absolutely. It's actually a big shift because of Gen Z. So they mm-hmm. recently came out with, crazy stats. I think it's like 85% of Gen Z does not use a search engine. They do not. What? They don't use Google? They barely use Google. They fact check and and check everything on social media. Social media, it always kind of has been a resume but mm-hmm. it really kind of catapulted, obviously, like in the last few years, where it's your resume. It's going to, like you said, everyone's going to go there and check everything out. They, I, I mean, you're very familiar with Karina. She's yep. my, she's my life. She's my partner in all of this.
0: She teaches us all things, Gen Z. I've learned us. all new. Vocabulary because of Karina.
1: <laughs> Karina, for those who are not familiar, actually joined my team because she sent me a video. She sent me a oh. video. Yes. She sent me a video wanting to join Pink Tour and work for us. At first, it was an internship through you and LV, but it has morphed into so much more than that. She's our full time. She's She's amazing. She's working right now. And oh, yeah. so she actually sent me a video. It was kind of in this format where she's talking to the computer and she videoed talking about herself, her experience, and all of the reasons why she wanted to work with me and for me and how she wow. had like checked me out and checked out the business. And I instantly... There was no paper resume. I don't believe she might correct me, but there was no paper resume. Well, I didn't read the paper resume. The video did it for me. So that's if there just, was. <laughs> I just explain that story to a lot of people too who are still stuck on like the traditional marketing the traditional ads it's like she got me to hire her because of a video i could get people to buy things for, from you and for you and you know get you more customers because of videos and video is just so powerful and she is Gen Z and she went to a meeting recently where we were meeting with a big client that we were trying to get and she explained to them that yes your website's great but i have not checked google in the last year she goes Any question I have, I go to TikTok and learn about it or YouTube and learn about it. I taught myself business with the help of my husband, who's very knowledgeable about that. But I taught the majority of all of my skills through watching YouTubes and TikToks, like how to build an LLC and how to go about like just even the basics of website building, all of that. Mm -hmm. Everything is learned now on TikTok. And that was why when I did start, I was like, I really got to... It's exhausting to put out content on your business page and your personal. But oh, I'm you, sure for me it was so important. And now, obviously, one or the other is is always suffering. One looks great while the other is not performing well. But if, if it helps you,
0: it, I never can tell that. By the way, so you're <laughs> you've killed it.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and well, now I have Karina. Yeah. I think that having someone with the Gen Z knowledge and she has so much insight about how she does things and it's very different than millennial and I think that because I hang with Gen Z and I'm on social media so much, that I just think it's so fascinating. And I'm always researching like their buying habits and their searching habits and what they find interesting and just like all of their patterns. Because then I can go to my clients and be like, look at this, like research about the next wave and everything is changing. And like you said, but it's so important. You really are downplaying how good you are with your content. But it's so important that people do invest in it. Every yeah. lead that we had, I never ran a single ad for the first year and a half of my business. Everything was referral. Everything was I found you on social media. My team now that is with me found you on social media. and That's awesome. It's just been, it's our resume. And it's so mm-hmm. important for businesses. If I go to hire somebody for anything, it could even just be the cake at my kid's birthday party, which, oh, yep. you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to go look at your social media. And if you don't have a strong social media, I'm sorry, the chances of hiring you are going to go down. And I'm sure many of people agree. can relate to that. And I know that it's a struggle for small businesses, but it's just something so important. Your video quality doesn't have to be amazing. You don't have to throw money at professional agencies. You don't have to, you know, come up with the the best ideas for video. You just mm-hmm. have to try and show up and just get going.
0: Yeah. I work with somebody. He actually was in the insurance industry and he was a big he's a big marketing guy. Probably one of the smartest. He always toes the line. He's very, you know, and but that's actually what I respect, but there's always some truth and there's you can see his mind shift because That's not how my mind works. So I love, like, I've always been able to learn from him. And one of the big things, it's when YouTube ads were, and I can see that, you know, they've shifted. But his big thing was, like, literally, he you know, for a life insurance ad, he's in selfie mode on his phone, walking through a graveyard, and there's a hospital behind him. And he goes, his biggest thing in, in his class was, um that I took and watched all the videos was do not do fancy you know professional photo shoots it needs to be organic and and this is pre 20 so I think this was in 2019 when he was teaching I was like he was clearly ahead of the game and he is so right nobody when it's too stuffy and professional nobody can relate and so it's been it's so interesting that you say that and it's so true even Today, I mean, obviously, you have to know who your market is. And, you know, it's funny. I'm like, well, Gen Z isn't my market per se. However, they talk to their parents. People are, you know, your your parents are more on social media. So you're still seeing it and they're around their kids all the time, right? And so that's why I'm like, no, that is still, there's still correlation on just how things are shared. Hello, I was... We had Encyclopedia and Ask Jeeves when I was yes, growing up Jeeves. in school.
1: Ask yes, Jeeves, yes. Oh my gosh. No, it's so true. If you take any type of marketing course or webinar nowadays, if it's a good one about modern day marketing, they are going to tell you that those stuffy, overly edited videos are on their way out and professional Beautifully done photos are on their way out. Of course, you know, there's always going to be industries that yeah. need that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's exciting for us because that's really my specialty is short format hooks and how to get people in and fun and creative and fast angles and fast motion and really raw and organic footage too. But that's why I tell people all the time, like, there's really no excuse to not show no. up because... Anything that you're filming or doing—I mean, anything that you're doing can be filmed. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many hairstylists that just set up the tripod, film themselves doing the hair. They have millions of followers on TikTok just showcasing what they're already showing up on their day job to go do. That's crazy, and- yeah. Yeah, everything is interesting. And even if you have something like us, where it's a service, they still people love to see behind the scenes, they love to see a day in the life. They love to see you talking to the camera and learn about you. Because like you said, most people buy from you because they like you. And I just think that that's so important. And that's what's missing with a lot of brands that haven't jumped on board yet and evolved. Is that you got to have a face behind the brand and you have to show up and your audience has to meet you. And showing them a day in the life or taking them behind the scenes is kind of like being invited to like a VIP experience. You are getting to see. And yes, sometimes some of those people's day in the life can make us feel like, oh, gosh, well, I didn't do this in my day or I didn't drink my (laughs) green juice or wake up at 6 a.m. Right. Right. But also it could be, you know, it could be motivational. I've had, I'm guilty of it. I do actually wake up and go to the gym a lot. I know you
0: are, you are goals, but I'm like, I am not a morning person, but I still love, you still are motivational. I know I'll never be you at, you know, 6am and your runs, but like, it's still motivation to do it on my own time. Right. And to, to have that routine.
1: That is my ultimate goal. And I just you know, went to lunch with a friend, she was like, you know what I did? I joined a gym because of you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, sometimes I forget that I'm just going through the motions. I'm just like, well, I have nothing else to post today. So let me just show what I did in the morning. But it could actually be something that translates into somebody doing something because of something that you post or buying something that you say that you love. It's kind of wild. And it's wild that because this all happened so quickly, going from me being like, hey guys, I really love this. And nobody caring and now it's wild to see that like people care and the power of influencer marketing marketing is the most powerful marketing right now mm-hmm. it's the most powerful marketing it's why companies are spending billions of dollars i think like yeah. this year was 3 billion on influencer wow. marketing it is so worth it i mean We had someone post, they're very big in Las Vegas, post for our client yesterday. They went to the shop organically and they posted about how it was their favorite place. And oh my gosh, they got, we were just like, oh wow, like follow, 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 follow. It was wild. It was wild. And no matter how many professional videos or Edited photos or anything that you put up, it would never have gotten that because Mm -hmm. that is somebody that people have loved and respected and connected with on social media, telling them this is the place to go. So it's it's powerful and it's wild. So yeah, that's kind of how marketing has changed. It is the modern day word of mouth, influencer Mm -hmm. marketing is. And it's a lot of work because the things that go on behind the scenes are me getting all of these people to trust me. Yeah. And that means sometimes really- I'm like
0: what is her like we did that Gen Z which it hasn't I haven't posted it yet. You um, have I'm sure to. it's coming up soon. I know but I'm like okay, well, I know they haven't steered me wrong. But what I don't even know what I'm saying. Like it's a whole different language and I'm like but I know they're onto something. So I do. I'm like you just you just got to give a hand over the trust. And you're like all right. There's some Crazy truth to this. We're going to we're gonna roll, roll with it.
1: I'm telling you, when you show up, for me especially, I, I show up with no hair, no makeup, and when I look the worst, that's when they're going mm-hmm. to pop. I mean, I had this video. My kids were going nuts, and my husband was out of town, and we were in the press. I think I'm about to move to California, and I had the baby being out, and my son's is like massive, and then my daughter has oh, like a Ziploc. I did not even have an outfit that matched. I did not comb my hair. I had zero makeup on. My kid was closing the other kid in the door frame in the background. I didn't even see it. And that actually, those types of things actually help the video in a controversial way. When something else is going on that people are like, what's going on back there? And then they come to the comments like, she's not even watching her kids. They're slamming their heads in the door. And I'm like, even if I was watching them, they right. would still slam their heads in the door.
0: Yes, off. yes, right.
1: So it's, it's honestly, I tell people like, you never know. The imposter syndrome is real and we Mm -hmm. all have it. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it is very hard to show up as yourself with no makeup and this and that. And sometimes you're just like, I have nothing to talk about. And... But when you put it out, you would be yeah. shocked. It might pop. It might hit. You might get new clients, new business. You might have a new influencer walk through the door and, and experience your place because of something they saw on social media. Like you never, yeah. you never know the power until you just start to do it. It becomes part of your yeah. routine. That's
0: true. That is so true. And it's, it's, I've already learned a lot. And I think our listeners and my whole thing with the podcast is. If there's just something that one person can learn or gravitate or just relate, honestly, in my like the last two years, the wild ride of I've owned a business for four years, but I now like two years into it became a mom and it's like trying to struggle and do all the things. It's okay to fail. It's okay to be real. And I just want, you know, that's kind of why I'm like you just started your business, you just went with it. And then now you have all these, you know, gems to learn from is that even if that's exactly the whole point of the podcast is exactly what you just talked about, you know, it's somebody's going to relate and somebody's going to take these golden nuggets that you've given us today to grow in their business. And honestly, you guys, Pink Door is phenomenal. So thank you. I know you come to Vegas. Uh, is it every other month? Yes. We... It's,
1: it's about like every six weeks. Okay. And I'll be out there November yep. 7th, 8th, 9th, I think. And okay. then that will be it for the year. But I have some exciting things planned for January. Awesome. And might even run like a special for the first time ever. Um, Yay! Just – just because I know the power of like new year, new me. And I want to yep. give people that haven't had a chance to really invest in their content, a chance to invest in their content. Yep. But other than that, I want to also plug that we are bringing on new members to our team. Awesome. On the sales side, that's definitely something that I've been trying to manage myself. But that's it's so awesome. Of, I'm, I'm, I just really wanted to find a way too that to give back to people who have been sending referrals just totally organically and free. And I'm like, wait, there are certain individuals who have sent so many referrals, like they should be getting something for this. Sure. Besides just my thank you. So I think we we kind of, my husband and I helped, he helped me develop like this role that could be for the part-time or the mom or mm-hmm. the influencer who already knows how to talk social. But you really don't need any social media experience. You got us to do all that stuff. And then it's just a sales role to kind of bring in. And then we have a lot of really cool incentives along with that role. Very so. cool.
0: That is so, I it's been so much fun watching I mean, you already were growing, obviously, when I hired you. But it's always just fun to. We've been working
1: now two years together. I think. I believe so. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! And it's just two years. It's. I'm really thankful for you, and you have sent me people, too, and I'm really excited. Every time we go to shoot together, I'm so excited. so much fun. You're so fast. You're, like, one of our fastest. We, for those who don't know, we actually put together, like, collectively, she sends us ideas, and we send her ideas, and it could come to, like, 20 or 30 ideas, and mm-hmm. she goes through all of them and most of our clients and we're like, you know, around 15-20. That's why I, I always feel bad when people go to hire us and they're like, how many videos do I get? And I'm like, well, it just kind of depends. I don't want to say right. how good how good you are, but it just really depends on just like your speed and what type of videos you want. If you want right. those tricky ones where you're doing voiceover, those are, you know, even A the
0: time-sensitive insensi- t- time time-sensitive and yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And of course, but you guys um, have
0: great and I only know, you know, from scrolling, I'm like, this would be fun, but here's the thing. I'm like, okay, I'm onto something here, but I don't know how to incorporate it to insurance or how to do it. And that's where you guys shine. And it's like, okay, I like this vibe, but how do I make it work for my business? So you guys give Pink Door a chance. They are phenomenal. Just even follow them and then you'll be like, okay, now I got to hire them. Like they're... and. I love that you guys are doing stuff for the new year. I really think, you know, as we're businesses are planning for 2024 right now, I just I can't stress it enough. And you've given the stats and you've talked about it, how important online presence and the social media presence is. And so this is kind of like my expertise and plug, not even expertise, because half the time I don't know what I'm doing, but. I've seen such a massive jump in my own business. Hiring and oh, helping. that makes me so helping. happy. Oh, yeah. And everybody talks, like, you're so much fun. Or you have, you know, hello, I'm in probably one of the most boring industries <laughs> there is. So you just, you have to have fun. And you have to, my biggest thing is I'm a control freak. But there's just times that you have to learn and over the reins.
1: Totally, like just just do
0: your job, you know. And
1: I think that that's important for anyone who does want to start their own business. Is you gotta just you know, obviously funds are tight at the beginning. But I, I could not get myself to sit down and create my website. I could not get myself to sit down and like create my own logo. And me calling myself a creative and like loving all of all things creative, it was weird to me. But that was the point where my husband turned to me and was like, hire this team, like just hire them. I was Mm -hmm. like, I can't hire them. I'm a new business. I need to pinch all my pennies. And I was like, you know what? I went a year without a website because I was so stubborn. And that shows the power of social media even more because I had nowhere to send people. Um, So I was like, yeah, you could go check us out on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. But it was, um, you know, something like you said. You definitely have to outsource once you get to the point where mm-hmm. you can. And then, on- honestly, too, it pushes you even harder. When, like, I tell everyone, like, when you pay for a gym membership, you're more likely to go yep. because you're throwing yep. money at it. You're like, I'm invested. So, like you said, when we when we schedule the content shoot, it's like, here we go. And it's exciting because it's like two hours, but we get like 30 videos. Well, because you're really, really good and fast too. But they are, you know, they can live on and you could use them over, you know, the course of months. And I think that's important for people to know too is you can recycle clips, you can clip things. And um, it's just the opportunities are endless. And like I said, if you can't afford it, jump on selfie mode and just walk around and talk about your business.
0: Yep. Yep. That's so awesome. Well, I am so thankful that you came on here and I just, all of her information is going to be in our show notes and we'll have her tagged in all of our media sources. So just make sure to reach out to Lauren, you guys, you and your team are rock stars. So, and I hope you you continue to grow and just, it's been fun, you know, working with you over the last two years. So thank thank you you for coming. I'm so
1: grateful and thanks for having me on. I'm honored. Of course. Thanks for listening. I'm your host,
0: Ashley Misowski. Tune in next time for more inspiration and stories from women who've made an impact. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Special shout out to Little Dog Social Media for making all of this come together.